to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning. Smiling Sonia here. It's Wednesday, the 11th of November 2020. Today I'm going to be talking about social media. Yes. I can't remember whether I've spoken about social media before. And I'll need to check, I'll just need to check my spreadsheet, because I haven't been keeping that up to date. So I'll do that later today. Yeah, social media, um, love it or hate it. Uh, there are some people who absolutely love social media, always on it, and uh, they live their lives through social media. And there are others who absolutely hate it. They're not on it. And when you talk about it to them, it's they just don't understand. And yes, they, they hate it. Where am I in that? Am I in the middle somewhere? Uh, the thing is, there, there are good things. And there are good things about social media. There are bad things about social media. And... I think there are downright ugly things about social media, okay? Uh, uh, there isn't a sort of balance there, really. And uh, when social media first sort of came about, and I couldn't tell you when that was, I was hesitant, really, sort of getting, getting onto it. Uh, I think I remember Facebook is what people know more about, don't they? Facebook, I, I, I may have put a profile. I was, I was very slow getting onto it, I think, if I can remember. Such a long time ago now. And it wasn't until I decided I wanted to learn about online marketing when I was thinking about uh, creating another income. And it would have been around the time, I think, when I was diagnosed with a chronic illness and thinking, you know, what if I can't continue working? What if I have to part, work part-time? And started to look for other things I can do on sort of online marketing because I won't have to go out. And completed a number of courses 
and loved, loved. That's how I got into learning about video marketing and stuff like that. So, and doing those courses uh, required learning about social media. So I learned how to use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. And uh, I learned the tricks of the trade, if you would say, well, marketing. <laughs> okay, and then, and then what happened was, uh, and I'm not sure at what point, um, maybe uh, got ill again and just coping. And I think also around the time when, yes, when my relationship came to an end a few years ago, I really stepped back. I really stepped back. I didn't have, I guess, the emotional strength to carry on. I didn't know what my, my future held at that point. It was very difficult. And so I really took a step back from the activity because I there was very, you know, there's a lot of activity on social media. Uh, so I did that and then I guess I sort of slowly came back. Uh, posting things. So anyway, so actually, let me save that. Let me save that <laughs> to when I get. So I must remember what I was talking about. Social media, what I was doing about a few years ago. <laughs> but let me just uh, check in. I do like to do a check in, you know. So let me just check in. Uh, I. This morning, I woke up around 6.30. Now, I had a better night's sleep. I did have a better night's sleep. But I woke up with a headache. It's, it's really difficult to describe the headache, but it was a headache, obviously. My head was uncomfortable. Headache. And, and I thought, oh, I, I, I think I need to take painkillers. I was thinking, oh, I may need to, again, stay in bed a bit longer and not jump out at my usual seven o'clock around that time. I don't use an arm clock, by the way. And, and I was searching around in the drawer next to my bed for some painkillers, couldn't find any. Thought I had at least half a packet, but couldn't find it. So I had to make the trip downstairs to the kitchen. <laughs> and... I got some painkillers, took the painkillers, and at the same time I thought, oh, you know something, I I haven't been consistent with my medication. So the thought came into my head, is, is there any kind of withdrawal type thing? Could this be a headache linked to me not taking my medication consistently? So I took a, a tablet, I'm supposed to take one in the evening, one in the morning. <laughs> okay. So I think, oh, I think I've missed one or two. So one of the things I'm doing with these, this audio journal is um, documenting, um, I'm identifying things and then looking to see whether there's a connection with things because there's just nothing out there. <laughs> okay. Nothing out there. For people who have recurrent viral meningitis, Mollerase meningitis, you know, to you know the symptoms, dealing with them, why we have them, etc. 
so I'm sort of thinking, so this is just something, a little connection I've made. It may be a connection, it may not. But I've, having thought about it, I, the next time I get this type of headache, I'll try and think, have I missed my medication? So I took, took painkillers, lay in bed, couldn't get back to sleep, but actually the headache lifted. It lifted and I got out of bed <laughs> at 10 past 7. I got out of bed and felt, yeah, I want to go for a walk. <laughs> so I'm out walking and sort of feeling okay, feeling okay at the moment. So definitely the painkillers helped there. And then I found the, the, my, my painkillers that I was looking for had fallen. They've obviously fallen uh, under a chair in my room. So I, I sort of caught sight of them. I thought, ah, that's where you are. And I had to walk down to the kitchen. But there you go. Tidying up after myself, eh? I did not. <laughs> okay. Oh, some good news. My car passed its MOT. Yay! So what I am going to do is I need to buy, I do like to have a physical, a physical diary. I must buy a physical diary and I must put in the date for next year's MIT. So I'm going to put my, my significant dates in. Ah, oh, great reminder. <laughs> That's a good, fantastic, great. I'm glad I remembered that. Just need to remember that later. Okay. Okay, let's uh oh I've been talking for longer. Um in my check in. That's that's fine. I'm sure that's fine. Social media. Hmm. Love it, hate it. <laughs> and uh the good, the bad and the ugly. Just oh my gosh, this is I I'm oh just slipped oh this is very, very, very muddy. So I'm trying to talk and concentrate on my footing at the moment. We've had still had lots of rain. Anyhow, there we go. Let's cross over here, shall we? Take my time. I'm not as young. I'm not a young spring chicken anymore. I don't think I was ever a young spring chicken, was I? <laughs> anyway. So social media... Yeah, so having learnt a lot about social media and did a lot of posting and how to post things and just on there consistently and and literally anything that I was doing, taking pictures and posting. So every time I did something, I had to, oh, must take a picture to post on Facebook or to post on Instagram or to post on Twitter, <laughs> you know. And any time a new social media platform came out, would learn about it and use it. So it was Snapchat, I remember. <laughs> and then uh, when my relationship came to an end and there was a lot of uncertainty, I pulled back. And I think when I had my flare-up just over a couple of years ago, 
because uh, I think I probably slowly started to come back. Again, I, I, called, I took a step back. And what's interesting is last year, it's sort of definitely coming up to the, 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 the end of last year, I was rethinking my relationship with social media and started, decided that I actually wanted to take a break. I'd like to take a break. So I, people talk it, people call it detox, detox from social media. I think I've been reading something, you know, follow certain people and there was always somebody saying, I'm taking a social media detox. And what I learnt about, what I learnt when I was, I wasn't on social media for a month or something like that. So I, I decided to do it myself. And I can't remember whether it's the end of last year or the beginning of this year, 2020. Yes, the 2020. So I literally kind of didn't post anything. I think could have been for a few weeks, could have been for a month. And of course, people notice when you're not posting. And you know, I know that a few people have reached out and said, "Everything okay, Sonia?" So then you know, oh, people have noticed me on social media. And and then I actually took, I actually took the apps off my phone because, and yes, I know one of the reasons why I decided to come off because I found that during the day I was constantly going on and checking on Facebook checking on I was constantly checking stuff and if I posted something constantly checking if somebody liked it blah blah blah. and I was thinking oh no I can't be doing this Uh, it's too much so that was a reason as well so I, I actually enjoyed that period, I did, of that expectation to post. And I took the pressure off me, checking on social media all the time. And then I put the app back on. But when I put the app back on, I'd, I had fallen out of the habit of continuing you know, look, checking the social media every day, but I did find myself checking it, and I was thinking, wait a second, I didn't need it all that time, and so I was, I was, I was seriously considering taking the app back off again, and just sort of thinking, I don't need social media, and I think also what was happening was I had been speaking to some people who were very anti-social media. And I was thinking, oh, maybe they've got a point, you know. Because some people saying, well, I want to see people. I want to meet people. And everybody's on social media. And, you know, I was, I, well, you may have heard, heard people. So I was seriously, <laughs> it's funny how things happen, seriously, thinking about just taking the apps back off and then COVID-19 coronavirus hit, <laughs> okay, hit pandemic lockdown, can't go out, 
And so what happened? So what happened? Of course, how were we keeping in contact with each other? Through social media. And social media just became that space where people were, could still have a connection with each other. You could, and for me, uh, it was WhatsApp, really. Uh, I could still see my grandchildren uh, and what they were doing on a daily basis through WhatsApp. And I thought, and, and of course I didn't get rid of Facebook. And although... Angel. Morning. So what I would say is I haven't, I haven't gone back full tilt with, with social media. Uh, even though I want to do a little bit more. I, I am more dependent on social media because I've been working from home full time and I've not got to, I don't get to see my family as much obviously and that's where I'm seeing things and I'm able to post some things and that's where people are seeing things of me as well and I am able to catch up on what's going on in Families' lives, even those family members and friends that I don't actually ha don't have physical contact with anyway, but I have this virtual contact with them. And so for me, that's the good. People share news on social media, and because I wasn't really watching news per se, I don't really watch a lot of news. That's where I was getting some news and then I would go and check it out for myself of course because people report in their own biased way. The bad what I when I was very active on social media when I was learning online marketing one of the things that I I followed uh, the people I followed was very much make sure that you know, people you connect with are positive people, not people who are posting negativity, etc. So I would have to say that, you know, people that I connect with, follow, friend with, are people with a positive nature and aren't posting things that I disagree with per se. And if they do, then I can I just unfriend people. It's that easy. <laughs> so... Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the ugly, of course, I think it's when people share really, and of course people will share things that are happening, and it was social media this year, really, that I, I learned a lot about what was going on with the Black Lives Matter, uh, seeing uh, what happened with George Floyd, and then obviously after that people sharing other stories. And they're really ugly. They were ugly stories because for me, uh, it just showed how, you know, racism is still so prevalent in our, in the world today. 
and I'm 57. When I was born, when I was a baby in the UK, my mum said, you know, when they were trying to look for somewhere to live, you'd turn up somewhere and in the window it would say, no blacks, no Irish, no dogs. Okay, so I, I was born into that to see how things have changed, but how some things have remained the same. So there's the ugly there. And then it's not just about that also. You know, other members of society, we see the ugliness around that. I think where I'm at with social media now is over the last couple of years, what I've learned in terms of, I guess, <laughs> accepting my illness and choosing to, to thrive rather than just survive. What I've learned about my finances, and I've got that from social media as well, and then deciding to put myself in a position to help other people. And the way that I can do that, the way that I can connect with people is through social media. <laughs> these things. So I've kind of done this circle. I've come back round to, right, okay, <laughs> it's online marketing thing. You know, I have this podcast. I have this message. I want to help people with a chronic illness. Um, women, but is anyone really? But women, I'm really, my interest is in women uh, who find themselves in their 50s. Uh, with a chronic illness and then there were other life, life happenings and my life happening of course is coming out of a long-term relationship, uh, you know, having to sh split equity, uh, finding somewhere to live, the, the challenges of, you know, with buying or renting and the finances, financial implications of that, navigating my way around that world, learning new things, and you know, turning things around for myself when I thought, right, what's, what do I, what's the first thing I need to do to get myself in a position where I have peace of mind, where I feel financially stable, learning about how to build an emergency fund, the right way, <laughs> the right way, so that I'm in a position at the moment where I could have a flare-up at any time, would not want one, I really would, don't want one, just recovering from one three, four months ago, but knowing that uh, I could continue having them, it could get to a point where actually it's difficult for me to continue working at the level that I am now and I may have to seriously think about maybe working part-time or maybe I have to give up my job. Maybe I might be forced out because I, I just can't do it. Who knows? You know, ill health retirement, is that an option, etc. And so not waiting 
you know, wanting to be at cause rather than effect, not wanting to be a victim and waiting for something to happen to me, but being at cause and deciding today, what can I do today to mitigate against um, these things happening to me in the future? And it may never. <laughs> I may be able to work all the way through to my when I choose to retire, okay? Or it may be a year away. <laughs> Who knows? But me doing something today is me taking control. And because I've done that for myself, I know, I know that there are people out there, and you, you may be one of them, okay? <laughs> You may be one of them who you're thinking that I'm the victim here. I I can't do anything. My position is too bad. I can't change things. And it may be that there are some things that you cannot change. And if you have a chronic illness and you're grappling with symptoms on a day-to-day basis, and I don't know what yours are, we're all unique, it's... It may be that you haven't got any control over that. But there may well be something that you can have some control over. And one of the first things I did, especially when my energy levels were so low, I decided that, okay, every day, I started with a daily morning routine, just to have something to have control over. I didn't feel in control of my health. I didn't feel in control of my finances. I didn't feel in control of my relationships. I didn't feel in control of my physical environment. I didn't feel in control of my job. Okay. And so, but what I thought I could do is, I can go for a walk for five minutes. I'm just going to, I'm just going to focus on walking each morning for five minutes. And so I set up a, a morning routine that allowed me to do that. And one of the things that I did was I actually used social media. <laughs> I used social media to share with people that I was doing that. Okay, so before I was doing this podcast, uh, and that was something that I've kind of been consistent, even when I've been on and off social media, I used, in the early years, I used social media as sort of like my, my accountability partner. I set this thing for myself and I used to record a video and post it on my Facebook. So I would, so I'm doing what I'm doing now, but it was a video. And I posted it on Facebook each day and it was about being accountable. And I was, interestingly, there would be people who, so they started walking in the mornings because I did. And you don't know who you are going to influence. I was influencing people without knowing it. I didn't know that people were watching me. Although, of course, I put it on social media, of course. But you don't know who. Some, you know, because some people see stuff, some people don't. And I was only walking for five minutes. And then I was building up building up slowly 
And then when I decided to do couch to 5K, okay, you know, walking only five minutes and then built up to running for half an hour, my gosh. Then having a setback when I had a flare-up in 2018, but then coming back out again, starting from five minutes and working up, and then having a flare-up three or so months ago, and then starting <laughs> again. <laughs> okay. Find something. When I've not been able to go out for a walk, when I was in hospital, I picked up my phone and I started to record this podcast. So the very first episode, if you've not listened to the very first episode, the very first episode of this podcast is me in my hospital bed, just sharing what was happening, okay? That was something I had some control over. I was unwell, I was hooked up to drips, I didn't feel I had any control over anything, but I still had my voice, just about. I had this mobile device, my mobile phone, It's got a recording app in there. And so I started to record my journal. And it had been my plan in 2018 to start the podcast with my recovery journey. And just probably just wasn't there yet. Probably just wasn't there yet. There was still too much happening in my life. But this time round... I I knew I had to do it. I had to share it. And I learned so much in the last couple of years. And I think also I was in a much better place financially as well to be sharing what I've learned with people because I have been successful in making those changes. When at the beginning, I wasn't there yet. (laughs) And it's still a journey. I, I, I love, I love the journey. Really, really love the journey. So, uh, looks like I've run out of words now, eh? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you can hear that, Carl. You'll know that I'm at that point where I'm kind of heading out of the woods now. I'm going to have to stop my recording because the traffic is going to be too loud. But your social media, look, there are good bits, there are bad bits, and there are ugly bits, okay? But I'm using social media at the moment to connect, I guess, with like-minded people, with people that maybe I can help. I'm using social media to help me. There are people that I'm connected with who help me. (laughs) I'm in certain groups and I go into those groups and people share information that I find really useful. Uh, People share information and I think, right, oh, people need help with this. So I either get helped or I feel that I can help. And the way that I'm trying to help is sharing what I learn, 
on this podcast, publishing it, <laughs> and knowing it's not perfect, okay, but just sharing anyway, because if I was sitting down next to somebody and we were just having a chat, and they said something, and I felt I had some information that might help, I would just share that information. I wouldn't go and polish it and make a presentation and then sit down and talk to them. I would just talk to them. <laughs> and I guess that's what I want this to be. It's just me chatting with you, really, as if I was sitting next to you and, and talking. Although, of course, I'm doing all the talking, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe I should give you a chance to talk back. Okay, should we try that? Right, okay, I'm up to the road now. So you take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website, smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund. 